Welcome to the Shepherd's Crick Podcast. This ministry exists to provide coaching, resources, and events for pastors and church members. My name is Jared Sparks. Join me as I talk pastoral ministry, applied theology like manhood and womanhood, political theology, and cultural analysis with a little bit of hunting and fishing thrown in. I'm a husband, a father, and a pastor, and I'm here to remind you of the chief pastor and our king, Jesus. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to the Shepherd's Script Podcast. Hope everybody is doing well, and I hope you had a great Thanksgiving. We did. Spent a lot of time with family and ate a lot of good food, all the stuff that I'm sure you did, and watched a little bit of football. It's kind of mandatory on Thanksgiving, isn't it? Seems like it. We had a really good time, and we are ready to get back to just normal life. Uh, Oak is doing well. He is two, almost three weeks old now. Let's see, Wednesday of this week, he will be three weeks old. He continues to do well. Jordan continues to recover well. We're kind of in the process right now, figuring out sleep, so we're up through the night and then <laughs> kind of sort of awake during the day, and he's still awake a lot of the night and then sleeping a lot of the day, so there's still that kind of confusion, but hey, it's not our first rodeo, baby number four, we're a whole lot more patient than we were when the first baby was here, and a whole lot more accustomed to just functioning with some less sleep, so we're enjoying it, loving every part of it, and uh, the other kids are doing really, really well with Oak as well. They're having a lot of fun, which is neat. But we are now past Thanksgiving, but today I do want to do a Thanksgiving part two and look at something that I first saw several years ago when I first pre- uh, preached the book of First Corinthians during a sermon study with a group of pastors. And we were specifically on the idea of Christian Thanksgiving as it relates to other Christians. What other Christians do when you think about another Christian, what are we, uh, what are we brought to? What, what are the, what's the point that we're brought to when we think about them? And the point is Thanksgiving. We're, we're thankful to God for their for God's particular work in their life, and we're going to see that as we march through the New Testament, through the uh, the epistles in particular. But I want to remind you of a couple things before we get going. I, I thought, you know, I need to remind some folks around here, if uh, you've not been here with me long, if you're just kind of new to the podcast or new to the YouTube, that I've got a lot of content now. It's 460-something episodes, and I pretty much interviewed everybody that I've ever wanted to interview at this point, uh, with the exception of uh, Jeff Durbin. Uh, he was hard to track down. I had that scheduled at one point, and it just never worked out. I do want to get him on the show at some point, but I've talked to a lot of people, just regular listeners. Every once in a while, I'll just have a listener on and have a great conversation with a listener, and there's so much to, to learn from just you know average, normal guys like myself and like you, and I just enjoy having a conversation with listeners. And then I'll have people in the outdoor world. I've, I've had a lot of people in the outdoor world on the show, and I have a lot of fun talking about hunting, fishing, that kind of thing as well, and pastors, friends, you name it. We've talked about anything and everything at this point. And uh, if you just go down through the, the index of the episodes, and like I said, if you're new here, if you, I mean, from Doug Wilson, uh, James White, uh, Owen Strand back in the day before he kind of got all, all weird and goofy and, and before you would be embarrassed to read his book on manhood, uh, and uh, just a lot of folks, I can't even remember to name all of them, but I've had a lot of people on the show, John Harris has been on, uh, A.D. Robles has been on a few times, just uh, people that I think you would enjoy, if you've enjoyed my content, uh, uh, you know, last, you know, since you started listening, then if you'll just go back, there's just a lot of, lot there, and I plan a lot more interviews and all that kind of uh, good stuff, and I also wanted to remind you about the Sons and Slaves podcast. We have been less consistent with Sons and Slaves than we have with uh, the, the Shepherd's Crook, just because it's a whole lot easier just to me for, you know, flip open the screen and hit record more easy than it is me and the boys getting together and going through the book, but we are still plugging along with Sons and Slaves. That is not 
going to be going anywhere. We plan on doing that for the long haul. And now that Oak is here, we're going to have three of the signs. And, and you know, Ransom is getting ready to start his mission quest, which is going to start when he's 10 and then go through the year uh, 18. And very excited. going to be walking through a lot of that stuff on the Sons and Slaves podcast. And so a lot of the rites of passage things that I've done in the past, even though there will be some crossover content, I will have some of that here. A lot of that is going to be placed over on the Sons and Slaves because that's what we're talking about is raising sons into men. And I want that to be a resource that continues to be helpful for uh, for churches and pastors and, and uh, just men, not just churches and pastors, but men in churches that are fathers that are trying to raise sons and give them intentional rites of passage. And so if, you, uh, if that's interesting to you in any way, then jump over to Sons and Slaves. We're going through a really good book right now which is providing kind of a foundationary uh, foundation for uh, for the Sons and Slaves podcast going through Bob Schultz's book Boyhood and Beyond and it's just a chapter by chapter discussion on lessons about boyhood it's just a, it's a great time so if you want to check that stuff out please do and uh, w- without anything else to talk about on the front end let's just go ahead and pray and ask the Lord's help I always do this and just want to always bring us to prayer and then we're going to get into these passages on Thanksgiving this is Thanksgiving part 2 and uh, like I said last week uh, when I announced this, th- uh, this week, Thanksgiving, and the next week, we're going to talk about the glory of female silence in the church. So let's go ahead and pray and ask for the Lord's help. Father, we just uh, trust you. We thank you for all that we got to just to celebrate during Thanksgiving week and with family. And it got, it's just been a wonderful time. So thank you for that. Help me today as I talk through these passages in the New Testament and Help us to think rightly about those that are in our life, that have been placed in our life for a very specific reason, and help us to see your work in their life. God, help us to always thank you for your work in other people's lives, not just in our own lives, but as we look at our congregations, as we look to our friends that are our Christian brothers and sisters, as we look to our family, help us to see your work behind them, that you are providentially reigning and ruling over their life, and you have been gracious to them as you have been gracious to us. And so every single Christian that we see, there's just this unique thankfulness that we get to express to you for them, and help us to to do that rightly, and I trust you're going to. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. All right, here we go. I was in a sermon study group, which is always helpful if you've never prepared for a sermon in the context of a group of, of other pastors or those that you might be discipling or working with. It's always helpful to see other uh, people bring their uh, their exegetical work to the table, and as you're looking through a passage, it, it is it's just quite helpful um, to to be able to study together with people, and then as you're preparing after that, to be able to put everything that that was in that preparation work down on paper uh, via a manuscript or an outline, you'll just you're, you're just extremely helped. It's like reading through commentaries. Obviously, you don't want to just you know, study a passage and not look at any commentaries, not pray or anything like that. Just put all your notes out there, and, and that's all you want to do. You want to go through that that material that that you have, but you also have these resources that God has given you within your church or, you know, so I was doing that. We were sitting down, it was a group exegesis, and we were going through 1 Corinthians, and we got to this passage. 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 4, I give thanks to my God always for you because of the grace of God that was given to you in Christ Jesus. Now, this is interesting. The reason Paul is saying he's giving thanks to God, the reason is, is because of the grace of God that was given to you in Christ Jesus. So he's thankful for them for a specific reason, because when he thinks about them, he thinks about the grace of God that was given to them. Behind the church at Corinth, with all the <laughs> with everything they're messed up with, behind the church in Corinth, what he, what he sees in a brother and sister in Christ is God's grace at work. And so we were talking about that going around in circles. It's not that he's just thankful for them, but he's thankful for them for a very specific reason, because when he thinks about them, it brings him to the grace of God. And so we're going to see through throughout this uh, throughout these passages, each one of these, makes, when Paul's being thankful for people, for Christians, it immediately 
it brings him to a point of thankfulness to God for them, for something that God is doing in their life. Okay, so that's, that's 1 Corinthians. Ephesians chapter 1. Okay, let's go to Ephesians chapter 1 and look at verse 15. We're going to jump over. Uh, Ro- actually, I wanted to go to Romans. Uh, we were just in uh, uh, 1 Corinthians. Actually, I wanted to start in Romans, and we started in 1 Corinthians. So we'll go back to Romans, and uh, I want you to see this. First, I thank my God through Jesus Christ for all of you because your faith is proclaimed in all the world. For God is my witness, whom I serve with my spirit in the gospel of his Son, that without ceasing I mention you always in my prayers, asking that somehow, by God's will, I may now at least succeed in coming to you. For I long to see you, that I may impart to you some spiritual gift to strengthen you. So with his thanksgiving for the church at Rome, he is thankful because their faith is proclaimed in all the world. He's thankful for all that God is doing in and through them and how he's using the church at Rome. So, okay, now we went 1 Corinthians to Romans. Now, let's jump over to Ephesians. Here we go. Like I said, hope you guys are doing well after recovering from Thanksgiving. I was able to go for a run today. We all got sick. <laughs> I mean, not all of us, but a lot of our family got sick after spending time together. We had a lot of, uh, we. I was the only one that was able to go to church yesterday because our family was sick and fevers and puking and all that kind of stuff. So I hope you fared better than us <laughs> at the whole Thanksgiving thing and getting home and into your routine. Now, Ephesians chapter 1, verse 15. For this reason, because I have heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ and your love toward all the saints, I do not cease to give thanks for you, remembering you in my prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you the spirit of wisdom and of revelation and the knowledge of him. And then you get into the two primary prayers that Paul has for the church of Ephesus, where he's praying that God would do beyond what he's already done in the church there at Ephesus. But he's thankful for them, and immediately, as he's saying he's giving thanks for them and remembering them in their in his prayers, he's asking that God would do something in, in and through them. But he's heard of your faith, of their faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, and the second piece, their love toward all the saints. So immediately, as he's giving thanks, he's thankful for God's work in them and that work being expressed in their life. Now let's go to Philippians chapter 1, verse 3 through 6. Okay. And here's what we read. I thank my God in all my remembrance of you, always in every prayer of mine, for you, making my prayer with joy because of your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now. And I am sure of this, that he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion at the day of Jesus Christ. So as he's thinking that them, or as he's praying for them, he's thankful for what they're doing in his life by partnering with him. And he's also thinking God is going to continue and finish what he started at the church in Macedonia. Then Colossians chapter 1, we're going to be in verse 3 through 8. We always thank God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, when we pray for you. They're thanking God. I'm praying for the church at Colossae, and as I'm praying for them, I'm thanking God. Since we heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and the love that you have for all the saints, so that's very similar to, to uh, two books before, uh, to Ephesians, because of the hope laid up for you in heaven, of this you have heard before the word of truth, the gospel which has come to you, and indeed is in the whole world bearing fruit and increasing as it does among you since the day you heard it and understood the grace of God and truth. So as he's thinking about this church, he's thanking God for his work there and also thanking God that the gospel continues to bear fruit there and in all the world. He's thinking of that church and then he's immediately thankful for what God is doing there. Okay, First Thessalonians. Let's keep going. Two through five. 
We give thanks to God always for you, constantly mentioning you in our prayers, remembering before our God and Father of your work, Father, your work of faith and of love and of labor and steadfastness of hope in our Lord Jesus Christ. For we know, brothers, loved by God, that he has chosen you because of our gospel, because our gospel came to you not only in word, but also in power and in the Holy Spirit and in full conviction. Again, this is a different church, but he's thankful because he's remembering all that God is doing through them and all that's being done in this church. And they're thanking God constantly and they're mentioning them constantly in their prayers. This is what Paul's doing as he's traveling with his companions. And he's thankful because he knows that the gospel of Jesus came there and that they're chosen by God because the gospel came and it was not just in word, but it was in power and the Holy Spirit and in full conviction. So he's thinking and remembering this church in Thessalonica. Then in 2 Thessalonians 1.3, here we go. We ought always give thanks to God for you, brothers, as is right, because your faith is growing abundantly and the love of every one of you is for one another and is increasing. So he's thankful that they love one another and their love for one another is increasing. We see this in 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 5 as well. And just see the uniqueness of thankfulness within each church. And what we see is that Paul, upon thinking about each one of these churches, he is immediately thankful for some specific thing that God is doing in their life, in the life of that congregation. Okay, now let, let's do Thanksgiving part two. So last week we talked about lessons for the pilgrims. Now I want to bring it to specific Thanksgiving for what God is doing in your life. And just think about your children. So when you're praying for your children or you're praying for your church or you're thanking God for your friends, whatever it may be, I want you to do what Paul did here. And I want us to consider you, the uniqueness of Christian Thanksgiving. We can have non-Christian friends, but and in some general sense, be thankful for, for God's work. Or non-Christian family, in some general sense, be thankful for God's work. That we are somehow in friendship with them or in family relationship with those people. But when it comes to the Christians in our life, when it comes to our own children who are walking with the Lord, when it comes to um, our own children that have been given to us and blessed with us, whether they know the Lord yet or not, what we can do is be specifically thankful for what God is doing in their life. It's not just a blanket thankfulness, God, thank you for them, but it's a specific thankfulness of God's work behind them and everything that's happening, the, the fruit that's being bore, the fruit that's, that, that is uh, being known and talked about in other churches and other regions. It's specific to that church. In, in the same way, there are specific things that God is doing in the life of your friends. There are specific things that God is doing in the life of your family and your church and your spouse. And it's our responsibility, Christian responsibility, to, to rightly thank God and recognize what God is doing in the lives of our spouses, in the lives of our children, the lives of our church, the lives of our people and our family that, that know and love the Lord, and then see the work of God there behind us. I think there's so much when it comes to thanksgiving, because that's uh, uh, the marker of the Christian life, is just is gratitude, it is, is missed because we miss the specifics. And we think that there's just this uh, blanket, almost egalitarian thankfulness that we can have for everybody. And then we miss the unique things that God is doing in the lives of each one of our children. So our children, uh, I was walking with, uh, we're running with Ransom this morning. We went on a run and, and he's getting a little older now. So we're running. And as I was running with him, I was explaining his na the names of our children. So with Ransom, I was saying, Ransom, your name, it means, it, it was taken after Jesus. And it was a fa family name from uh, generations ago. But it means that you're going to be sacrificed. You're going to sacrifice yourself for others, and this is what we want to see in you as the oldest and as a Christian. That live up to your name. That you're going to be sacrificing for people all, all the rest of your life. You're going to lay down your preferences, and you're you're going to lead by example. But you're you're going to be a boy and a man of sacrifice. That's what you're going to do. 
And when we recognize, not just things that are around his name, but certain things that he's doing, we want to be thankful for God's work in his life or any kind of progress that we see in his life, any kind of spiritual growth that we see in his life. What we want to do is do what Paul did with these specific churches and say, okay, what I see there is not just ransom, but it's the work of God behind ransom. And I want to be thankful for all that God is doing in him. And then with with, uh, valor. Well, valor is courage. He's courageous. We want to see courage raised up in him. And so when we see that, when we see him being bold or courageous, we're just talking to Ransom about all their names. And Providence, you know, she's going to provide for her family, not just provision like, like uh, you know, remuneration or some sort of financial provision, but she's she is going to provide in the way God has called her to provide to her family in, in motherly ways and nurture and care and spiritual development and, and that sort of thing. She's going to be somebody who provides for her family and for those who are around her. And, and that's a glorious thing. We want her to live up to her name. And then when we see those things developing in her, we want to be thankful for that specific work that God is doing in her. And then with Oak, we want to see him be strong and sturdy. We want to see him be deeply rooted. And we want to see him be an Oak of Righteousness, like in, in Isaiah 61. And we, our kids are different, and your children are different, and your churches are different. But what you, what you can do is, during this Thanksgiving season, which always reminds us of the Christian life, it's not just this one little season, but it is the Christian life, be thankful for what God's doing around you. Don't miss it. Just look, open your eyes, and recognize Everything that seems normal just because I'm caught up in my everyday life and I'm a part of this church and it's always easy to see things in churches that need to change. It's always easy to to see in your own church that need to change. But instead, just flip that switch during the season, the holiday season, season, and say, okay, what are the specific things that I can be thankful for? And I'm telling you, you'll see things everywhere, and you won't run out of things to thank God for. It, it'll be just a way of life. If you just start praising your way into a, a thankful life, if you'll just start recognizing, you'll start seeing that, my goodness, God really is omnipresent. He really is working everywhere. It's not just that, uh, you know, there's some things here to be thankful for, or I'm going to have some sort of general, you know, egalitarian thankfulness. I'm going to get very specific. With, with my thankfulness and recognize all that God is doing. And, and that, that's what the, the body of Christ is like. I mean, we're, we're gifted with different things. And when we see those different giftings expressed in the, in the context of a local congregation, then it provides unique opportunities for Christian thankfulness to say, God, thank you that you are doing this in the life of, of the body of Christ. Okay, I hope this has been helpful. And just uh, what I want to do is I've just been really thankful lately. And I've wanted to make you guys, uh, at least encourage you guys to open your eyes to see all that God is doing. At least scratching the surface of what God is doing. We can't ever see all that God is doing. Um, But uh, I hope that's been helpful. I hope this has been really practical and just boots on the ground. I hope the rest of the day from listening to this, you can just begin to pray and thank God for all that he's doing. And then even, you know, work as unto the Lord, and then go home tonight and just say, God, thank you for good work. And then I just want to enjoy my family and I want to enjoy the food I get to eat. I want to recognize all that you're doing behind the scenes. And uh, I think there's a lot of joy there for us by living that way. Okay, guys, thanks so much for listening. I hope you guys have a great rest of your day and keep coming back. Uh, thanks so much for, for, for being here and listening. And I uh, hope you guys have a great rest of your day. Thanks again for listening to the Shepherd's Crook podcast. For more information, you can go to theshepherdscrook.co. Please consider leaving a rating or review on iTunes. And if you want to become a member of the Shepherd's Crook, please message me and we'll get you on the list. We hope you have a great rest of your day.